All right, well, hello and welcome. Thank you so much for joining me on today's session. We're going to be uh, really talking about your 2020 internet marketing plan for your plumbing or HVAC business, electrical business, home services company, really, and what you can do to truly maximize your lead flow going into the new year. Uh, and we've got a great workbook that I sent out. I, I think there were some technical issues with the download link. I do apologize for that. Uh, but Christian, if you could pop the link um, so they can download this uh, into chat. Uh, it's just the HTTPS colon slash slash plumberseo.net slash workbook. Um, we're going to use this to drive today's session. I've got a lot of exercises and things, so this will not be, um, uh, you know, sit here and listen to me talk about internet for, for the next hour and 45 minutes. Uh, really, I want this session to be mostly, you know, talk about the concept, have you guys set plans, goals, and really walk away with a clear plan on how you're going to do better, accomplish more, and take your business to the next level with your internet marketing strategy going into the new year. So if that sounds good to you, if you're on board for being interactive, for diving into these exercises with me, and for you know um, making sure you get something out of today's session, just post yes in the comments. That way I know I'm putting down what you guys want to hear and we're going to be on a track that makes sense. Okay, Lori says yes, Bruce says yes. Okay, I got a bunch of yeses coming in. Awesome, thank you guys, really appreciate it. And you know, it helps me to be interactive. I, I really love speaking in a public environment. Um, I was I was at a, a plumbing and HVAC event, uh, you know, back in December where I was able to present this live. And I love I love being live because I can ask questions, I can see your interactions. And so we're going to do the best we can with webinar here. But it will make me feel much better if when I ask questions, you post in the comments um, and, uh, and engage with me. That way, I know there's a two way conversation and. What I'm saying is, is really connecting and resonating with you guys. So here's the plan. Here's what we're going to cover on, on today's session. First of all, we're going, to, we're going to set some goals. And I'm sure we're in January. It's already you know a couple weeks in. You've got your goals figured out. But really, as it relates to goals, I want to make sure we're clear on how many leads you need to generate in order to hit those goals. Because a lot of times, we do the math. We figure out, OK, we're going to do X amount in revenue, right? And then maybe we figure out, okay, to do that, we'll have to run X amount of jobs, right, or service calls, which is, which is you know, a certain level. But on today's session, because we're talking about your marketing strategy, your internet marketing strategy, I want you to get to the place where you can know if we generate this amount of leads via SEO and pay-per-click and social media and other marketing that we do, that's what's going to drive us to that level. So we're going to spend some time really getting clear on the on the targets so that if you work with us or if you work with another company or you've got an internal marketing team, everybody knows, okay, this is the target. This was what we're shooting for. And you can plan around that and you can you can really do the activity that's going to make getting the result possible. Uh, then we're going to dive into the three fundamentals of marketing success, right? Before we can go deep on strategy, the different tactics, we have to make sure that our fundamentals um, are, are really strong and they're really under, under, under control. We're going to talk about how to optimize your website for conversion in 2020 and beyond. The internet marketing equation is constantly changing. What used to work with websites is not working anymore. And you know the way people interact with your website is changing drastically. So we're going to talk a little bit about going into 2020. What do you need to tweak? What do you need to change? What do you need to think about as it relates to your, your website? the hub where everybody goes to, to really make it as efficient, as effective uh, as possible. 
And then we're going to look at the big picture, the, 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 the various online marketing channels, the internet marketing ecosystem, um, and all of the different strategies that you could and should be plugging into to really drive your lead flow, to drive the phone calls, to drive the, um, the inquiries, to drive the web submissions that you need uh, to hit your targets. I'm going to unpack some of the latest trends that have happened in 2020 uh, that you need to be aware of because if you're aware of it, you can make decisions based on it. So we're going to talk about that. Um, and then we're going to walk away with a very clear action plan based on where you are now and where you're looking to go, a very clear action plan on what you need to do in order to put this into place and in order to, to really get the results that you're, that you're after. So that's the plan. I, I really want to ask for your undivided attention right now. So turn off your cell phones, close Facebook tab if you have it open. You know, if you're really serious about getting the best results possible, let's give this next 90 minutes our undivided attention, right? Just be here, do the exercises with me. I promise you're gonna get more out of it when and if you engage with me in this way. And this isn't a short session, so if you stay to the end, I wanna give you guys an ethical bribe to stick with me, to do the exercises with me, uh, so if you stay to the end, what I'm going to give you are a couple resources that I think are really going to help you um, in, your, in your marketing strategy. The first is a visual document of that big picture online marketing um, visual that I talked about. Um, you know, the various different tactics and strategies you want to implement. I'm going to give you a digital downloadable version of that. Um, I'm going to give you our updated list for 2020 of the most commonly searched plumbing in HVAC related keywords so that you can know, okay, these are the words we need to be sure that we're rolling into our website strategy, that we're rolling into our SEO, that we're rolling into our, our, um, our pay-per-click campaigns, and a, and a very concise checklist so that you can walk away and say, okay, out of everything we talked about today, here's a list of the things I need to look at, I need to be clear on, so you can be laser focused on what to do next. So that's the ethical bride. Stick with me to the end. I'll, I'll give you the link where we can download all of these resources um, and walk away um, with some, some, some assets that you can have and, and run with. So real quick, who I am, I'd imagine you kind of know who I am if you're on today's session, but if you don't, um, I'm the author of the Complete Guide to Internet Marketing for Plumbing and HVAC Contractors. Uh, I'm also the author of, of the newly updated version of this book, which is how to triple your sales by getting your internet marketing right. Uh, this has been completely updated for 2020 with the latest trends, with some very specific case studies, um, I'm, a, I'm an active member of PHCC, QSC, um, Service Roundtable, uh, Service Profit Group. Uh, I've spoken to a lot of their events and association meetings. Um, a lot of my information is published, uh, published in Plumbing and Mechanical and HVAC Insider. Um, but I'd say more than any of that stuff, the reason you should listen is that at this point, I've now had the opportunity to work with hundreds of plumbing and HVAC companies and some of the most competitive markets in the country and been able to see our clients and the people we work with go from you know, virtually no presence online to, to the point where they're now the dominant player in their market. Um, a lot of them getting hundreds, some of them getting thousands of leads every single month directly via the internet. Um, a lot of them seeing over, over a million dollars in revenue growth as a function of really dialing in their internet marketing strategy. So what I share with you isn't going to be based on hypothesis. It's not going to be something that I read in a book somewhere. It's based on real world experience working with plumbing and HVAC companies just like yours and getting the, the, the strategies, the campaigns, the techniques all dialed in correctly. So 
this is what we do here at Plumbing and HVAC SEO. Uh, we have a bricks and mortars team here in, in Miami, Florida. I'm sitting in our office in Miami right now. Um, we've got 30 full-time employees. Uh, we're on a mission. Our mission as a company is to help 1,000 plumbing, HVAC, and electrical companies triple their sales over the next 10 years. So, you know, this is what we do. We eat, sleep, we drink this stuff. We're passionate about helping you and our clients really generate better results, more leads, and, and most importantly, grow their business so they have more, more money, more freedom, and a bigger, and a bigger impact in their, in their local community. So if as we go through this process, if you feel like, you know what, why don't I just let Josh and his team do this for me? We'd love the opportunity to chat, right? We'd love to sit down with you, take a look at your website, show you what's good, what's bad, how we could potentially help. Uh, so just know this is what we do. We'd love to help. You're going to get tremendous value out of this session, and I appreciate your time, whether we wind up doing that or not. But just know there will be an opportunity at the end, uh, or if at any point during the session, Christian's on here. Uh, he's our director of business development. You want to just reach out to him before we get swamped with people scheduling appointments and say, hey, Christian, I'd like to schedule a quick chat. Now would be a great time to just kind of start that dialogue and get that blocked into the calendar. So that's the agenda. That's the plan. We've got a lot of ground to cover. I'd like to start with a question. Again, I want to make this interactive. I want to know right now for you, what's the hardest part about marketing your plumbing, HVAC, or home services business? Just a couple of you posting chats for me in the comments, what's the hardest part? Where are you struggling? Is it um, you know, not knowing where the money goes, not knowing what works right, feeling like there's too many different things to do? Um, just kind of help me out so I know kind of where you guys are coming from. So Renee says not knowing what's working. That's, yep, so sometimes that happens. Um, JW says Google Ads. It kind of is a conundrum for him. Excellent. Feeling like there's just too much to do and there's no way to, to really do it all. Um, having a USP and differentiating something besides price, says uh, says Jonathan. Glad to have you with us, Jonathan. Um, Roy Smith says, optimizing for SEO. Like, how do I get ranked, right, uh, Roy? Excellent. Perfect. Thank you guys so much for interacting with me. I appreciate it. Um, Tanya says, SEO and PPC. Lori says, getting reviews, and how do we deal with that? Okay, perfect. All, all great all great feedback, all great questions. Um, again, if you haven't downloaded this workbook, now would be the time. Um, type in your browser bar over on the side. This is the one exception where it's cool with me if you open another browser. Other than that, keep it closed. Um, and, and download this workbook. It's, um, it's several pages. There's lots of exercises we're going to do. Um, that link is, um, is the one that works. So make sure you click the link that's in chat. Uh, otherwise, you can go to plumberseo.net slash workbook. Um, it works most of the time. The reason it didn't work earlier was because we were sending it from Infusionsoft, and Infusionsoft added a couple characters, which is our email system, and that was what happened when some of you guys weren't able to download the book. So it's in chat. Make sure you grab that. Um, as, I, as I do these sessions, I always like to start with why, right? Because you know, we're, we're talking about the 2020 internet marketing plan. There's so many different things you could think about, you could spend your time on. Why is this important? Why is your internet marketing strategy even a priority in your plumbing or HVAC or, or electrical business? And like some of you guys were saying in chat, there's so many options that oftentimes it's unclear where to spend your budget, right? There's, there's local service ads, there's SEO, 
There's social media and all these people saying run like Facebook ads. There's YouTube. There's the paper lead services like Thumbtack and eLocal Plumber and Home Advisor. And it can be really stressful to not know. It's like, oh man, there's so many options. I don't know where to spend the money, right? The other thing is, you know, what you guys do from an internet marketing perspective tends to be pretty diverse, right? And you guys have, you've been through the paces, right? You've used other providers. You've tried other companies. You've gone to, to, to bat and you understand it's not one thing. It's not just running pay-per-click and it's not just having a good website. It's having a comprehensive internet marketing strategy. And the fact is, you spend a lot of money in marketing. If you look at your budget, it's one of the uh, one of the larger line items in your expense column. Like you guys are spending a lot of money in these various internet marketing channels, and oftentimes there's not much to show for it. Like if you're like, man, I spent thirty five hundred bucks, or I spent ten thousand dollars, or we spent fifty thousand dollars in advertising online, and we just don't know where the money went. We don't see the return on the investment. And the reality is, when you're spending a lot of money and you're unclear where the money went, and you know you've got all of these different things to choose from, and you're unclear where to spend your time, your energy, your resources, it usually leads to either just giving up and saying, "Okay, I'll just spend the money and hope that it works," right? Or it leads to kind of just saying, "Forget it." You know, I'm not even going to bother with it. I'll throw some money at at my at, at the you know at this company, and I'll hope that it that it works out, right? And that's kind of a, a recipe for failure, right? If you don't have a clear plan, you're gonna do one of two things. You're gonna either overspend, right? Which is frustrating, you're spending all this money and there's not a return on investment. Or worse, you're going to underperform, right? And one of the biggest opportunity costs that I see for you guys is one of the biggest challenges in this space really isn't the marketing, it's the hiring, recruiting, and training of technicians. Give me an amen in chat if that really to you is one of the biggest challenges. Like you're like, I, I, I'm having a hard time finding good techs that I can place in the in the trucks, right, and keep them running. So, <laughs> so I'm getting lots of comments. Sweet baby Jesus, yes, hallelujah, amen, amen, by far the biggest problem. Yes, it is, and this is the fact. And you guys spend lots of time on recruiting. You spend a lot of time on training. You spend a lot of time on trying to um, retain the employee base. And if you underspend your marketing or your advertising underspends and you have idle trucks and idle technicians, more than the loss of revenue is the loss of ability to dispatch the trucks and the potential to lose high quality technicians to the competition. Right? So that's really why this is so mission critical. Right? You have to make sure you're spending enough in the right way to generate enough leads to keep the phone ringing to keep the truck running and to keep those dispatchers out in the field uh, or those guys dispatched out in the field so that you, you can keep them on board, you can keep them excited, you can keep them retained, they can make the money that they need to so your company can make the money that it needs to. So here's the opportunity, right? I really feel like the opportunity is, and that's what we're going to do today, is get a really clear plan, right? Really clear plan with goals, right? How, how much revenue? How many leads do we need to generate to make that a reality? What are the KPIs? Like if we break this down into a monthly basis, how many leads per day, per week, per month, via what channels, and we can get a really clear plan. And with that clear plan, we can set aside enough budget and generate enough leads to hit our targets, right? And keep those trucks 
running, keep those technicians from sitting idle. Have a great return on our investment, like know that right, we're spending a dollar and we're getting three to five dollars in return, right? In, in profitability, not in, not in overhead costs, because three to five with the overhead the way it is, isn't much. I'm talking about a three to five time profitability return on investment. And if we can get this right, we can dial in the plan, we can really get the right quantity of leads, and we can keep those trucks running with a solid return on investment, we can maximize our lead flow and hit our sales goals for 2020. And so this is the opportunity. This is what I'm excited about. This is what we're going to be unpacking throughout the course of today's session. So the first piece, like the very first piece, the thing we have to do is we have to have clear goals. I'm a, I'm a big believer in this, is that success is goals and all else is commentary. How many of you guys study, like are, are students of the game, like you listen to audio books, um, you know, you read books on business and, and sales and uh, marketing in general. Are you familiar with Brian Tracy? He's one of the, the godfathers of self-development and, and sales. Okay, Lori says yes. Um, Bruce says yes. Okay, good. So he's got a great book called The Ultimate Goal Setting Program, right? And this was one of my favorite quotes from it. It's that success is goals, all else is commentary. If you're clear on your objective and you're focused on that, your success is going to build. If you get busy, you know, bogged down with all of the other things that life throws at you, um, that's commentary. And that's where a lot of us get stuck when we don't spend a little bit of time setting clear goals, right? So that's where we're gonna spend a little bit of time on this. In my mind, if you don't have clear goals and a clear target for the year, for the quarter, for the month, you wind up kind of like this sailboat out at sea where you know, you're just kind of drifting, right? The, the, the current will take you wherever it goes and you're gonna wind up somewhere, but it's definitely nowhere productive, right? You're just kind of like a boat out at sea. And when you, you take the time to set clear goals and set clear targets, it's, it's like you can create your own wind and your own momentum, right? With, with, with clear goals, you can have your whole company, your marketing strategy, your marketing department, your marketing providers, the team, the technicians, the office, all laser focused on what they're trying to accomplish and you can create your own win and really accelerate the growth of your plumbing or HVAC business. There was a Harvard study that was conducted back in the 1970s and I just want to hear a yes in comments if you've heard this, this study, but basically back in the 1970s, they, they interviewed the graduates and they said, graduates, how many of you guys have clear written goals? And 84% of them had no goals, right? And that's, that's why I do this at the beginning of these sessions. You guys are awesome, you're smart, you're, you're best in class, that's why you're on this session. But the, the graduates from Harvard, which really would be some of the best of the best, the brightest, 84% of them didn't have goals. Like they were graduating from one of the most prestigious colleges in the world, probably invested, who knows, $250,000 in today's dollar to get, a, to get this degree. And they, they were just gonna kind of go with the flow. 13% of them had goals, but they hadn't written them down, right? They hadn't said, okay, this is the goal. To, I'm gonna live in this house. I'm gonna have this amount of money. I'm gonna live this lifestyle, right? They, they didn't do that. Only 3% of them had clear goals they were written down in a journal or something like that, and they, they had a plan. Like, we're like, okay, it might not be the perfect plan, but they had a plan. Here's how we're gonna make this happen. And here was the result, and this is why I'm sharing this, this particular case study. The 13% of the class who had goals were earning twice as much as the 84% that had no goals. But more 
I guess more important and more like in, impactful is that the the three percent, that small group that took the time to write the goals down and to develop a plan, were earning ten times as much as the other ninety-seven percent. And I can tell you the clients that we work with that we take through this process, as basic as fundamental as this is, that take the time to tap into the power of goal setting of clarity get that 10 time advantage. I'll be sharing some of those case studies and examples as we go, but that's why we're going to block out a little, I want to give you a little window of time. I know most of you have probably already are done on this, but stick with me. I promise you, this is giving you a 10 time advantage by taking the time to invest in this process. Actually do this for me. If you've already got your goals completely dialed in for the 2020 year, type yes in comments, just so I know. And if you don't, you know, or if you're like still working on it, type still working on it. Just let me know. So a couple of us still working on it. Good. So this is good. Good. All right. All right. John's got, Jonathan's got his, his locked in. Okay. I'm just going to show the screen. I don't know if you guys can see this, but a lot of us are still working on it and that's totally okay. And that's, I'm glad you told me this because I might have been like, oh, I'm just going to breeze past this because they've already got this figured out. But a lot of you like Lori and Bruce, and Sophia, you guys have the goals, they're done, but a lot of others of you, you can see here, are, are still working on it. So we're gonna, we're gonna spend a little bit of time on this and this is gonna be powerful. So I'm gonna share a framework that's worked really well for our clients. Uh, obviously you have to have the goals and a written plan, right? And that's what we're gonna do today. The other thing is you need to set at a minimum a one-year goal. So by the end of 2020, where are we gonna be? How, how much revenue? how many service calls, average tickets, like we need to know where we're gonna be. We also then need to chunk that down because you can look long-term and that's powerful, but your mind, it's very hard for your mind to remain engaged in a goal that's a year out. So a 90-day goal is something you can really rally around. Your mind can stay engaged in that process uh, and monthly goals. So take the annual goal, break it into quarters, you know, January to March, um, April to June, right? And, you know, every three months is a is a quarter in your goal setting process. And most importantly, is you have to have a stopping point at the beginning of every new period to reflect, right? So at the end of January, you should be pausing and saying, "Did we hit the target? Are we on target, or are we not?" And reflect. If you did, do something to acknowledge and celebrate it. If you didn't, take the time to figure out, like, well, did we not generate enough leads? Did was our average ticket too low? Um, you know, where was the breakdown and what can we change so we can get ourselves back on track for the remainder of the year? What's interesting and what I've observed is it's not as much about hitting or not hitting the goal. It's about knowing that you're setting a goal and you're going to pause for some period of time, let's say an hour, 45 minutes to reflect and to hold yourself accountable. Because what often happens is at the beginning of the year, we set a new year's resolution. How many of you guys have done this? I'm gonna lose 10 pounds, I'm gonna save an additional 50 grand, um, I'm gonna do some personal thing, and a week, two weeks into the year, we forget about it, and the year goes by, and we didn't ever check in. We never held ourselves accountable. And because of that, a lot of times we feel like, oh, it's just a waste of time, I'm not even gonna bother. But if you know that you're going to pause, and you're gonna check in, and you're gonna see, did I do it or did I not, it makes you remain active. And it really helps you to develop what I think is the most powerful muscle that any of us can develop. And that's the power of manifestation. 
It's the ability to set a target, do the work effort necessary to accomplish it, and actually be able to create what we intend to create in our lives. So that's what we're doing here. I just want to spend a couple minutes on it. Um, I promise you, if you set a goal that's a year out, a quarterly goal and a monthly goal, you, you work really hard towards it and you know you're going to stop and check in and see whether you hit it or not. You're going to develop this muscle and there will be nothing that can slow you down. So I want to give you guys a minute in the workbook. It's on the second page. Just or if you don't have the workbook, don't sweat it. You can always do it in a, in a scratch pad. And if you want to download this and go through it after as well, that that's fine. I want you to, at a minimum, write down what the goal is for 2020. How much, and by that I mean how much revenue. Will you do a million? Will you do two million? Will you do 10 million? Will you do 24 million? What's the, what's the target? I'm going to give you guys a full... 45 seconds, because most of you should know this. This is one of the goals. Nobody should be going into any year without knowing exactly where they intend to end up. And you can hit the goal, you can miss the goal, but if you don't have it, that's a that's a big mistake. So, you got a minute, write it down on a scratch, yet, scratch pad and or um, put it into your workbook. So actually, I'll give you all of these. So for those of you that know what that number is, how much is that going to how much is that going to be monthly? So Tanya shared, thank you very much, Tanya. Good target. Um, take that number and divide it by twelve. And I've got a really nice worksheet that I'm going to share with you guys right now that will really help to facilitate this and we're going to pull it up. It's actually a live document on, on Google Sheets. So I've just put it in chat and I want you guys to do this because this is how we're going to take the annual goal, we're going to break it down and we're going to be able to figure out um, how many leads we need to generate in order to, to make it a reality. So I want you guys, every one of you, and I see a lot of you are already opening this up, which is great. The, the, the link is in chat. It's this, in case you happen to maybe be watching this after the fact. It's plumberseo.net slash 2020-worksheet. If it's not working for you, you need to maybe put http colon slash slash www.plumberseo.net slash 2020-worksheet. Okay. Once you have this open, I want this to be yours. I want this to be a document you can use you can reference, and so in order to use it, what you need to do is go file, and everybody look at mine for a second here. Just make sure you're looking at my screen, and you're going to go file, make a copy, and we'll call it Worksheets 2020 Marketing Plan, and then call it your name or your company name. So I'm going to call it Plumbing and HVAC SEO. And what this will do is it will download it into your Google Drive folder. And now you'll have your own version that's completely editable that you can go in and, and change and modify. So if you could, just in comments, I need to know because I, I, I want to know who's already got the document up and has made the copy so that we can press forward and start working on some of these line items together. Bruce says the, the link is not working. Okay. 
Jonathan says, pretty slick, thank you. All right, let's share. Here, if you look in the chat, like if you kind of scroll back through the chat, you can find it. So let's do that, everybody. There it is. Everybody sees that in chat now? It worked. So, okay, Bruce is in. Jonathan said he just copy and pasted it. Okay, so once you have that open, for those of you that didn't get it the first pass, cool, I'm glad we got it now. We're just gonna go file, make a copy, up here in the top right-hand corner, top left-hand corner, and this will give us a copy now we have to go in and, and modify and iterate and, and kind of set our targets. So just, I'll give you guys a couple more seconds to make sure you have this open. Put in here yes if you have this um, opened. Okay, now he's got it. Lori's got it. Jacob's got it. Okay, good. We're, we're, in, we're in the document. Okay, so let me show you how to use this. I'm going to give you guys a couple minutes to work on it independently. But really what we're going to do is all of the white cells, and make sure you're in lead generation target over at the bottom left, all of the white cells are the ones that you have to type something into. Um, the rest of it will automatically update. Like it'll use formulas to figure out. So um, one of you said my revenue target is 1.2 million. Um, so we'll use you as the example. So, but you know your numbers. Everybody's number is different. And of course, the different number is going to require different figures. So I'm going to do one. It's 1.2 million right there. And what this will give us is, if that's the annual target, what does that mean monthly? So, and this is very easy math. You know, 1.2 million divided by 12 means we got to do $100,000 in service and, and revenue to hit our target, right? The next question it's asking is, what's your average ticket, right? So that means on average, when you go out to visit a customer, how much is that transaction worth for you? Is it worth 350? Is it worth 750? Is it worth a thousand? This is different based on um, based on industry. It's based. It's different based on how your technicians are trained to sell in the field. And I don't want you just to think about the first transaction. So. You're, really what you, we want here is the average transaction value of a service call. How often does that customer use you over the period of a year? How often do they refer you to somebody else? That'll really help you figure out what that number is. But I think for plumbing, it, it should be no lower than 350. You know, if you if you're you know if that's you know if you're priced that way, um, I've seen average ticket in plumbing north of um, 950. Um, if you're HVAC, it's probably should be more like 750 to 1,000. Um, and if you're electrical, it, it should probably be somewhere in the four, 450 to 500 range, depending upon your, your types of services. Um, so you guys know your average ticket. You know what I'm talking about here. So you want to enter that. And once that's entered, basically that's going to tell you on a monthly basis, how many service calls would you need to run based on that average transaction value to hit the $100,000 monthly target, right? Nothing's perfect, right? So there's no projecting tool out there that's gonna give you a, a perfect, like, okay, I know for a fact, I need exactly 130. This is just to give you something to shoot for, right? If we want 100,000 in revenue, and our average transaction value is 750 per client, then we're gonna need at least 133 service calls in order to hit our target. Does that make sense to everybody? 
Is everybody with me to this point? Okay, got a couple yeses. Give her a text, three calls per day, an average of 388 per ticket, perfect. Okay, it appears, I'm getting lots of yeses, it appears most of us are, 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 are with me at this point. So the next thing is we really want to figure out how many service call and how many leads, inquiries, phone calls into our office do we need to generate in order to make the 133 or whatever your number is a reality. So in order to figure that out, we got to know what our average conversion rate from an inbound lead to a job is, to a, to a booked job. And so this could be, you know, could be as little as 30%, could be as high as 70, 75%. Um, ideally, you know this number. If you don't know the number, I would probably put in there like 60% uh, because this is a blended average of how many of your leads does your dispatcher talk to and get the yes. Okay, yeah, I'd like to have Tommy come out Tuesday at 2 o'clock, right? And then what percentage of the time is Tommy going out to the home and, and converting that into revenue? So that's what we're looking for, blended average there. What percentage of your leads turn into a book job that generates cash for that average transaction value for you? Um, so that's what you want to put in here into your average conversion rate. Again, it's just get, we're just trying to get an idea what the volume requirement is going to be in order to make this a reality. Can somebody, somebody in chat tell me what their annual target is, what their average ticket is, and what their um, average conversion rate is? And I'll plug this in, that way everybody knows exactly what we're trying to do. So Renee's asking, do you think it's better to have different goals by department? Uh, we have plumbing, we have HVAC. It, I mean, yes, it, it probably is. Uh, and you could take this sheet, you could have one for plumbing, one for HVAC, you could have an annual goal for that. Um, for the purposes of this exercise that we're doing right now, just you know, take the average of your transaction value across plumbing and HVAC. So if it's you know 350 for plumbing and it's 750 for HVAC, then it's probably around $500 per transaction, right? Um, does that hopefully that helps? And if you want to afterwards go in and do more, by all means, break it out, split it up. Let's see. Jonathan, it seems like you're right here with me. Can you type in yours for me just so I can use you as an example? And you don't have to use real numbers or feel like you're exposing. Just just so we can use a real example of a, a plumbing HVAC electrical company um, that we can plug in. Jonathan Clark. Tapping you if you don't mind. Okay, $600 per lead. Uh, $600 per transaction. Glad to have you on board, by the way. Really excited about working with you. Um, let's see. 65, 70%. Okay, left it at 70. And what's the annual revenue target? Again, 1.1, okay. All right, so in this case, like, I'm trying to make this really, really tactical and, and simple for you guys because I want you to be able to use this. If the target is 1.1 million, then we need to get to $91,000 per month average revenue. If our average ticket is 600, and of course, if we can improve the average ticket, that's even better. That means we need 150 dispatched closed service calls. 
if our average conversion from lead to book job is 70%, that means we need 218 leads per month to hit our target. Again, it's just something that you can work towards. It's something that you can put your marketing team on and say, okay, here's what we need to do. And of course, every month you check, you know, oh, you know what, our average ticket is less, our conversion rate is less or more, and, and you adjust the, the target based on that. So I'm gonna give you guys two minutes. I, I mean, I want you to plug your numbers in. I want you guys to have a real number. And then as you complete this, just posting comments, done. Just posting comments, done, finished, ready. And um, that way I can keep a pulse like that you guys are have this finished and you're ready to move to the next step. Okay, getting a couple duns. Drina, Drina, Jacob, excellent. Is this helpful, by the way, for those of you guys that have done it, is it helpful to kind of break down and be a little clearer on what the monthly target is, um, how many leads you're trying to strive for, Yes, yes, thank you, very helpful. Okay, great, 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 great. Perfect. You'll notice there's other tabs, right? We're gonna try to get to as many of these tabs as possible, um, but know that this is your sheet now. We were sharing this with you. It's our intellectual property, but we want you to be able to use it. So you know, now you have this sheet, you can use it, you can make it your own, um, and uh, it will be a helpful marketing asset for you. Oops, okay, let's, Let's move forward. So now we're clear, right? Ideally, just looking at this sheet, we're clear. Here's the goal, 1.2 million. How many leads we need to get that? 227 or whatever the number was. Our, our marketing strategy needs to drive 227 leads per month and we should be able to generate enough book jobs to be on target for our, our, uh, our monthly revenue. So. Now we're clear on goals, right? And we've, we've, we're gonna, now we're gonna work on the plan piece, right? We know what our goal is. We can create some of our own momentum. The next piece is, what's the plan? What do we need to do? What does our marketing strategy need to look like in order to make that a reality? And so like I said, I really wanna start with the fundamentals, right? You know, we all wanna talk about the, 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 the sexy tactics, but the fact is, marketing really boils down to three core things. It boils down to, to market, message, and media. The market is, who's my ideal client? Who do I want to work with, right? Are they homeowners? You know, what's their demographics? What's their psychographics, right? The clearer we are on our ideal client, the better we can craft the message that resonates to that, to that customer, right? The better we can write text ads for our pay-per-click campaigns, the better we can write social posts, the better we can write content for our website and our landing pages, that speak directly to that target audience, which means we can really have a great market to message match, which means we can generate high quality leads without spending nearly as much. And so when we're clear on our market and we're clear on our message, the last piece is our media, right? So if we know who our client is, how do we get their attention? Where are they hanging out? Do we, do we get them on radio? Do we get them on billboards? Do we get them on pay-per-click advertising? Do we get them on uh, social media, right? So it all starts with clarity on our market, right? And it's important, every year, that's why we do this as part of our annual planning process, every year we wanna spend a little bit of time thinking about our ideal client. The clearer we are on that, the better our marketing is gonna be, the more effective everything we do is gonna be within our, our overall marketing strategy. 
So I want to spend a, a little bit of time updating that, that marketing message. So who is your ideal customer? I'd love to hear from you guys. Like before diving into the worksheet and skipping a couple pages ahead, we're gonna I'm gonna unpack what we found in most plumbing and HVAC companies. But like if you had to define your customer right now, how would you define them? Somebody post in comments for me, like what what are the the descriptors of your ideal customer? And we cover this in depth on the on the on the worksheet where we really unpack that um, that ideal customer. And here's what we found, right? We found that they need a plumber. Yes, this is true, JW. Obviously, they're typically the homeowner, right? And and Jacob's putting in homeowner, female, forty. Good, thank you. Um, we're finding usually it's the homeowner. Uh, usually it's 35 years and older, you know, and this this is just on average, right? We have clients in um, in different markets and these demographics and psychographic shift, um, but on the average, homeowner 35 years or older, typically it's the female that's making the call, doing the research, trying to solve the thing because they're the one that's more involved in the day-to-day -day, um, issues of the home. Um, married, have two to three kids. Um, annual household income of $65,000 or more, uh, very family-oriented, very uh, reliable, um, easily frustrated, like to please people and expect the same return, not handy, they don't want to deal with the plumbing, they don't want to deal with the heating, they don't want to deal with the electrical, they like to just have it taken care of, um, like gardenings and crafts, um, live in the suburbs, upper middle class homes, and um, they take an interest in their community. Right? And, and maybe this is perfect for you, maybe it's not, right? Because you might be in a higher end area or you might be in a, in a different area, like with, with lower end uh, demographics. But I'd like for you to spend a little bit of time just really in that worksheet getting clear what your ideal customer is. Um, and so again, that helps when it comes to targeting, when it comes to targeting your Facebook ads, when it comes to targeting your pay-per-click campaigns, when it comes to, to, to you know, all of that stuff. The next element though is we want to think about that customer in terms of not just their demographics, but in terms of their psychographics, which is like what are their pains and what are their frustrations? Because if we can understand the pains and the frustrations and we can write content that speaks to that, it's going to resonate differently. It's going to be significantly more effective. So what are their pains? Like some of the pains we're hearing are, you know, the plumbing and HVAC is not working, obviously. But kind of a level deeper than that is that they can't get somebody on the phone to return their call. And you'd be shocked, like if you just like test it out in your area, pretend like you're a, a homeowner looking for a plumber, looking for an AC, AC company, looking for an electrician. You run a Google search, let's say. You click a couple of the companies and you call. A lot of times the person on the other side is a, like an answering service that can't help. Um, it's a voicemail that's not going to come out. Um, and it's frustrating, it's really irritating when you need to get something done and you have limited time and, and you're not getting it solved. Um, they know that they've got an issue and they need to get it resolved. They're too busy to deal with it. If you think about it, these are, these are people usually with families, they're working. Um, they, they don't want to have to like sit down and wait for a plumber and get all of that stuff taken care of. So some of the fears and implications, and I'll, I'll just kind of breeze through this. Know that it's in your worksheet. 
Um, you want to think about this and dial it in for your particular client base, but they're worried about being ripped off or overcharged, right? There's a lot of scammy people out there that, that will, you know, come in and tell them, you know, it's a certain price and then they'll break something while they're at it and it'll be something higher. And, and your customer has that fear or apprehension that they're dealing with. They, they're worried about paying too much for something that they could have gotten somewhere else for less. Um, they're worried that the, that the house might be damaged, right? If somebody comes in, doesn't know what they're doing, they break a pipe or they, they break a faucet that they just spent a lot of money or they break the air conditioning system. Um, they're very frustrated and worried about having to wait around for the technician to arrive, right? This is one of their, their biggest fears. Like if, if you kind of like rated this, one of their biggest fears is they're gonna take time off of work, say, hey, hey boss, I'm sorry, I gotta go back to the house, I got a, you know, a technician coming in, and having that technician not show up, right? Because then they're gonna to have to call the boss back and say, look, I'm, you know, I gotta do it again tomorrow because the guy didn't show up and it, seemed, it makes them feel like they are terrified of this outcome, right? And so knowing this, you have to seed it into your marketing. Um, they're, they're worried about being inconvenienced, they're worried that their house is gonna get screwed up, right? And so the whole point of this exercise, the whole point of this whole breakdown is if you can see your customer, if you can see Joe Jones through Joe Jones' eyes, then you can sell what Joe Jones buys, right? And so being clear on the message that your ideal customer has can have massive implica implications of the effectiveness of every marketing strategy that you implement. Because if it doesn't resonate, it's not gonna convert. And if it doesn't convert, you're gonna be spending money, right? Getting attention, but not resonating and not getting the leads and absolutely not getting the sales volume that you should. So, armed with that, we can really start to craft our message. There's a worksheet in here um, for the sake of time I'm going to give this to you as homework, but I, you know you should think about why somebody should choose to do business with you versus the competition, and what are benefits that your avatar, that ideal customer, is going to resonate with. And so this is the messaging we're finding that works really well based on that avatar, based on those fears, based on those frustrations. If you use these types of wording, if you use this type of messaging, you're going to resonate in a way that gets people to convert. So same-day service for emergency, right? Be, you know, being able to solve the problem. 24-hour um, service, on-time service, right? They don't want to be inconvenienced or frustrated. Straightforward, upfront pricing where they know, okay, this is how much it's going to be. They can feel confident in that. Trusted technicians or trusted techs or experienced technicians. Really the case that we want to be able to make is fast, same-day service, right? You want this done, you want it to be off your plate, we can get out there, we can get someone there today. Um, we can save you money, right? We've got offers and special incentives to, to do business with us as a new customer so that you can make that first transaction without, without overpaying. Uh, 24 hours with no overtime charge, I know not all of us can do that. Clean cut professional technicians that are gonna leave your home cleaner than when they found it and great service guaranteed, right? We're gonna stand behind what we say. Now, this is going to be different for all of us. I think somebody at the beginning mentioned, you know, USPs. You know, I'm all for having something unique that's different than the competition. But 
More important than that to me is making sure that it resonates, that it speaks to those pain points and those frustrations that your ideal customer is experiencing because that's what's going to make them take action. So I just, because we don't have time to really spend 30, 40 minutes working on this messaging, um, was it helpful to kind of hear what's working from, you know, from a messaging perspective, to hear like what our research is telling us about your ideal customers, fears, frustrations, and pains? Um, did it help you at all to kind of think that through? Okay, so Chris says yes. Roy says yes, thank you. Um, perfect. Yes, very helpful. Good idea to see them through their eyes. Ron says yes. Wonderful. All right, so we're clear on market. We're clear on message. Now we can look at the at the media, right? And I know a lot of us have diverse marketing strategies, right? We're doing a lot of us are doing SEO, pay-per-click, social media. We're buying lead services. Some of us are doing radio ads. Some of us are doing billboards. Most of us have our trucks wrapped. And all of that is marketing media that we're trying to get in front of our ideal customer. But the fact is, the customer is going to wind up at your website before they convert. For the most part, if they've seen your brand and they're in need of your service, they're going to go to Google, they're going to take out their phone, and they're going to search, and they're going to look at your website. And that website is the hub where all of your lead flow ends up. And they're going to make a decision, do they call you or do they call somebody else? And so every year, it's worth doing a review of your website and thinking about it from a conversion perspective. If your ideal customer has those fears, those pains, those frustrations, is your website speaking to it effectively? Because if not, all of your marketing is going to be at a disadvantage. Because again, your website is the hub. It's where everything goes. So I'm going to show you an example of how, how big conversion, optimization, and, and having a website that's really built to convert can impact your, your results and impact your, your strategy. So here's an example. One of the companies we work with is, is Laney's. They're a full-service plumbing HVAC electrical company in Fargo, North Dakota. And over on the left-hand column, I've got their website when we started working with them. Um, and you can see it just, it's got some broken elements. Um, it's very basic. There's no personality. There's no authenticity. Um, it's just very text-based. And on the right is a website that's much different. I want to talk about the conversion elements and why this website works. Um, but so they're, they're pretty well known in their market. They were doing radio and they're very well recognized and they were getting traffic to their website. And so what we did was we rolled out an updated version of their website that had all of the right conversion elements. And before we started driving paid search, before we started doing any of that stuff, immediately their call volume jumped from an average of 55 calls per month to 317 calls. Because just because people were getting there, they were making snap decision, they were leaving. And so that's the power and the impact that a website that's built to convert can have. Now we fast forward, we've been working with them for going on three years now, um, and we've got all of the, the, the SEO, pay-per-click, social media stuff dialed in. We're going to show you this and kind of help you build this as we go. But um, this was this was last, last month, they generated 1,477 leads via the internet. So this is phone calls, this is web forms, this is inquiries via their online marketing strategy. 
um, for a total investment of twenty four ninety because they actually don't run uh, pay per click in their particular in their particular world. So it's just an illustration of what's possible uh, when you get a good website and your website is built to convert and you've got other good traffic sources that are leading people to that as the hub for a conversion. So you've got a guide in here that really breaks down the key elements for conversion. Um, I'm going to pull up Delaney's website so you guys can see it and I'm going to hit the high points. Um, I don't want to beat a dead horse but I do want to make sure you're clear on the key things that make a website in 2020 convert which is going to be mission critical for you going into the new year. So there's basic things and then there's there's like subconscious things that have a big impact. You know, the first is making sure that what you say on your website speaks to that avatar. Right? We spent a lot of time talking about their fears, their frustrations and their pains. So if you look at this site, you'll notice above the fold it speaks to that. Pleasing you pleases us, right? It says like we specialize in this never an overtime charge, legendary lifetime furnace guarantee, second opinions, free. It really speaks to those fears and those frustrations, and it makes them makes it easy for them to, to take the next action, right? Fill out this form, start a chat, right? Chat is very powerful. Your customer prefers to engage via chat than they do to prefer to, to pick up the phone and call, right? Believe it or not, that's where things are in 2020. Um, social proof, the ability to see what other people are saying about them. Phone number in the top right-hand corner uh, with easy access. Available 24-7, never an overtime charge. Um, and then the technical stuff, right? Heating, cooling, plumbing, 24-hour um, service, some good text. Um, easy to work with us, right? It really, it really explains the process. Friendly, experienced, fast, reliable service time, upfront pricing, um, one-stop service, honest, competitive pricing. So you guys can go back and analyze this site afterwards, um, but a couple things I want to make sure that you see, that you note, and as you look at your website, what you want to be paying attention to are, does it speak to the avatar? Does it address their fears and frustrations, or does it have a bunch of technical jargon? What I find in 9 out of 10 of the plumbing and HVAC and electrical sites that I look at is it's very technical. We do this, we do that, these are our services, this is where we serve. When really what you want to do, especially above the fold, is speak to their fears, their frustrations, their pain points, and paint that picture on why they should choose you versus the competition. The second thing is, does it have authentic images? Like you'll notice again here on the Laney site, we've got pictures of the owner. Right? People want to do business with people they know, like, and trust. And so you want to make sure that your website paints a compelling picture where they go, oh man, this is the guy. It's a real person. There's authenticity. This converts significantly better than a stock model, a pretty family smiling because it's real, because it's authentic. And so having a picture of the owner, having a picture of the team, leveraging multimedia can go a long ways in how well your website converts visitors into into callers and then on the checklist as we go you know does it have web video elements we find video has a great impact on conversion um, you know welcome video from the owner hey welcome to the website if you're here on this page you're probably dealing with this issue you know we know how frustrating that can be we specialize in solving these problems plumbing HVAC drains we're available 24 7 we answer the phone live we can get someone out to your house today 
you know, call us now and let's schedule a time, right? Really paint the picture on that welcome video. And then ideally have a video for each of the services. So if they get to the drain page, if they get to the heating page, if they get to the indoor air quality page, it speaks to that very specific customer on a, in a video. Um, make sure that you're leveraging social proof on the website. So that's the, the reviews. That's what other people are saying about you, what other people are saying about your, your company. Right? Make sure that you're leveraging that and it's easy for them to see how many stars you have, what your customers are saying. One of the most powerful elements is to have that type of social proof and to have those, easy, those reviews easy to access. Um, you know, tell them what to do, right? At the bottom of every block of text, tell them, hey, you know, to schedule a call now, call us at this number or click here to schedule, right? Have the phone number in the top right-hand corner, ensure there's a web form so they can engage, add the credibility, like if you're a member of BBB, if you're a member of Chamber of Commerce, use that type of stuff. Um, where there's a, a call to action, tell them what to do next. The other big thing, oops, is, is engaging via chat. Right? Make sure that they have the opportunity to start a conversation with you. Right? If they don't want to call in and your average customer doesn't want to call in, give them the chance to, to engage via chat, to have a conversation. I'll show another example. So here, Nixco Plumbing in Mason, Ohio. Lots of authenticity, picture of the owner, phone number in the top right-hand corner, easy to schedule, easy chat service, really speaks to the customer's buying avatar, what are their fears, what are their frustrations, why should somebody choose them? So I'm going to give you guys a minute. Um, now that you've kind of looked at this through the lens of conversion, I want you, I'm going to give you literally a minute because we don't have tons of time. I want you to pull up your, your existing website and get really clear on some things you could change. Do you need more pictures? Do you have a chat bubble on your site where somebody can engage via two-way conversation? Um, is there video and multimedia that greets them and, and welcomes them? Um, or one of these other basic elements. So you guys, I'm going to put the timer on and I want you to pull up your website and, and really just find at least a couple of things that you can work on to improve your hub where all your traffic flows. JW says, my website is lacking. Okay. Awareness precedes change. I mean, as it relates to getting the videos done, there, there's a variety of ways to go, right? There's the high-tech way, and there's great service providers like um, Swick Media uh, and services like that. You know, but the fact is your iPhone that you guys have is, is very high quality, right? If you get a decent mic, you can just stand there with your truck behind you or with your billboard behind you or whatever it is and say, hey, welcome to our website. If you're on this page, you're probably having a problem with this, that, or the other, and, and just create video content and, and let that authenticity work in your, in your favor. Chris says, website's just parked and it needs it, and it needs it all. Okay, so there's a page, there's a page in your workbook um, I'd love for you guys to write down, you know, don't be broad because what happens if you say, oh, I need to redo the whole thing. That's not going to help you. What will help you is if you say, okay, now that I've looked at my site, I definitely need to add the phone number to the top right-hand corner. I definitely need like a chat bubble, and I definitely need to add some real pictures of me and or my team on the website. So come up with at least 
two to three key changes that you've re recognized that you need to make on your website and, and pop it in the chat because I promise you, if you don't pop it in a chat, you're not going to do it and this whole thing will just be like, oh, that was cool. Josh shared like 19 things I could change on my site of which I'm not going to do any. All right. This is not a beer, by the way. This is a Perrier that I'm drinking, in case anybody was uh, curious. <laughs> All right. So now I want to talk about really what I think is the biggest marketing issue facing plumbing, HVAC, and home service companies. And to me, that's it's unconverted leads. You know, the fact is, you guys spend a lot of money, like we talked about. You spend money on SEO, on pay per click, on social media, on um, you know, local service ads and everything in between. And what we're finding is, again, we work with about 190 of the top plumbing, HVAC, electrical companies in the country. And a lot of our clients are the best of the best. We're talking about the guys with the big companies and the great, you know, great trained technicians, the great trained dispatch staff. And what we're finding on average is that 60 to 90% of the phone calls that come in are leaving unconverted. Right? They're just, they're not closing. And even more staggering than that is that 90% of the web forms on the website just don't convert. They, in my mind, the web forms on the website is, is where leads go to die, right? Where the people enter their name and their phone number and a description of their problem. For the most part, our clients just don't have the time, the energy, or the wherewithal to follow up with those leads. And so here's, here's why this is a problem, right? Leads that you get that aren't followed up with within 15 minutes or less go cold, right? If you don't have somebody that's following up with them very, very quickly, they're going to go cold and they're going to die. The second thing is that the average customer needs to be followed up with like five to seven times before they book. Now, this is assuming they called in and they didn't book right on the phone. And they, they say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk with the tenant or I'm going to check with my wife or I'm going to check with my husband and they hang up. Most of you guys have no mechanism at all to deal with that. It's basically, okay, they, only the people that call in hot and ready that say, okay, book me down for Tuesday at 3 o'clock, only those are being followed up with. And 60 to 70%, 50 to 60% aren't getting booked on the first call. And the other really critical thing that's missing is that today's customer would much rather engage with you via text message than phone. Let me ask, I want to hear from all of you guys in comments, if you had the opportunity or the choice to deal with something via a phone call or a quick text message, which would you prefer? Type in phone or text in, in the comments. Text, 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 text. There's one person that said phone, and that's JW likes uh, phone better. Let's say it was a JW. But the rest of us, me included, I'd much rather engage via, via text message. That would be my preferred modality. So that's today's customer, right? They would rather, if they really felt like it was an opportunity, they would really rather send a text, hey, I get this problem with my plumbing, and get a reply back that says, Hey, cool, I can have a technician out there Thursday at 3. Oh, really? Great. Schedule it. Done. 
that would be their their preference right and so thinking about 2020 this is a challenge this is an opportunity that all of you guys can and should be tapping into so really we've developed a, a platform which is best in class um, it's called conversion amp and what it does is it leverages marketing automation to follow up with your web forms within two minutes via phone email and text message and you know, I don't have a lot, a lot of time here to go deep into it, but this is a big challenge for 2020, so I wanted to introduce it here. Um, what we've found for the clients that we've rolled this out for, um, you know, just as an example, I'm going to pull up. Plumbing Doctor, one of the clients we work with in Falls Church, Virginia. Basically, what happens is on their website, when somebody fills out a form prior to this, it would, it would get sent via email to the dispatcher. The dispatcher would check the messages um, that came in twice a day, once at 10 a.m. and once at 4 p.m. And so the 15-minute window was being missed almost every time. So basically all the leads were going unconverted, um, and there was no follow-up after the first call at all. What happens now, when somebody fills out a form on this website, because we've got this marketing automation running in the back end, immediately a phone call goes to the office, says, hey, you have a new lead from Bob Jones, press one to connect now, right? And if the person answers, the dispatcher then is talking to a live lead. But what usually happens is the person doesn't answer, they send it to voicemail because they'd rather engage via text. Um, and a voicemail's left, hey, this is Melinda over here at the Plumbing Doctor, you just submitted the form on our website, wanted to reach out and see if I can answer any questions or schedule a call. First 15 minutes, that lead is followed up with immediately. The second thing that happens is a text message goes, because the number they enter here is typically their cell phone number, and a text message goes out, hey, I just left a message for you, this is Melinda at The Plumbing Doctor, you submitted a form on our website, wanted to follow up, see if you had any questions, or see if we could schedule a service call, right? That one-two punch right there resulted in what used to be one out of 10 of their web forms converting into a book job to nine out of 10 of their service calls converting into a book job just by doing that. And it really doesn't stop there because like I said, the average customer needs to be touched five to seven times. What's happening now is if the customer doesn't reply to that text message or they don't call back in, they're added to a tickler, an automatic tickler that just kind of sends a text message every day. Hey, just wanted to circle back. You had submitted the form, didn't hear back from you, wanted to see if you'd like to go ahead and schedule a time to chat, right? And so what we're finding is by the time we get to the fourth touch, the fifth touch, the seventh touch, people that would have would have otherwise completely gone flat are now calling in and converting. Um, and this can have massive ramifications in your in your conversion rates. And it doesn't stop with the web forms, right? The fact is you guys are having leads come in and the plumbing doctors having leads come in from local service ads from home advisor all of those leads need immediate follow-up and then a nurture campaign via the the mechanism that's most customer most comfortable for their customer phone text message and email right but the text message is really where where the conversion is happening how many I want to hear from you in comments how many of you think if you followed up with your leads in that fashion immediate follow-up, leveraging automation so you don't have to deal with it, you don't have to think about it, but it's just happening until they reply back. How many of you think you would convert your leads that you're getting at a higher level? 
I just want to hear from a couple. Put yes, no. If you think, hey, I don't think that would help at all, that's cool too. Chris says 100%. Lori says yes. JW says yes. Excellent. I have, I mean, I literally have no question, and it's actually been 100% proven. Um, this is one of the things I'm most excited about going into 2020 because I believe this is the biggest challenge facing plumbing and HVC. It's not, um, it's not about getting enough leads. It's really making sure that the highest percentage of your leads convert into book jobs. So I'm not going to go into huge depth on this right now. The math is simple, right? If you get 100 leads and only 30% of them book, you're only going to get 30 book jobs which is only going to you know, have an average ticket of sixteen of 19,000. If you can take that conversion rate up to 70% with the same volume of leads, with the same investment in advertising, you can get almost two, two and a half times more revenue from the same expense. So if that sounds interesting to you, if you'd like to learn more about Conversion Amp, about this marketing automation, leveraging phone, email, text message, plugging all of your leads into a platform that follows up automatically, um, post in chat here, um, let Christian know, he'll jump on a call with you, kind of walk you through how it works and what the logistics are. Um, it's one of those things that has an immediate unquestioned return on investment and something that I think all of you should be looking at going into, into 2020. Making sure you're, you're using text messaging, making sure that you're using email automation, and then like automating your follow-up at some level because your team, your dispatchers, your office doesn't have the bandwidth to do it. This is something we've done for ourselves at Plumbing and HVAC SEO for, for years. Like a lot of you guys get emails from me every single day since you've like initially registered. Most of that's marketing automation. And I've been looking for years, how do I take the power of marketing automation and apply it for, for plumbing HVAC home service companies? And that's why we built this, this strategy. That's why we rolled out this, this platform. So if that's interesting, you find find Christian in chat. Let us know, and uh, we'd love to we'd love to talk through that with you. Okay, so moving on to to step number three, we want to make sure we, we know and track our KPIs, the key performance indicators. So, to me, the one the the things you have to absolutely have in place is call tracking. You need to know how many calls are coming in via your internet marketing stuff. Um, you need to know what your average cost per lead is because if you don't know, it's a moving target, right? And you can't budget accordingly. And you need to have some type of simplified dashboard where you can easily see, okay, how much did we spend? How many leads did we generate? What's our average cost per lead? Are we on track? Are we off track? Do we need to increase the spend? Do we need to reduce the spend? And so for us, this is the way that the dashboard works um, one of the clients we work with is the Meridian Advantage. They're based in um, Lansing, Michigan. And really what we like to present is how much did you spend? And so that's $7,484 across pay-per-click, across you know, marketing, advertising, investment with us. How many leads came from that? 513 phone calls and web forms. And then what's our average cost per lead? So they're plumbing HVAC and, um, and remodeling. This is a very affordable cost per lead. In their mind, if it's $14.59 per lead, let's get more. Let's go get as many as we can. And we're able to drill down and see, okay, what came from organic? What came from pay-per-click? What came from Google Maps? 
what came from web forms, right? And this gives you the ability to really manage your marketing, right? If you don't know the numbers, you can't measure it, you can't improve it, right? So just be aware, that's the, um, you know, that's the kind of dashboard that you want to kind of put in place. So here's what we've done so far. We got clear goals for 2020. We got clarity on market message media, right? We've talked about the website and how to make sure it's optimized for con conversion. And we've looked at what the ideal KPI tracking board should look like. And you guys have all of this in your workbook as well. I want to spend a little bit of time talking about the trends for 2020, like the things that have changed. I'm going to go rapid fire through this and so make sure you get your pen and pad out. But so some of the key trends. The first is Google local service ads. Um, just posting comments, yes, if you know what it is. Like all of you guys should know what Google local service ads is. Yep, 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 yep. Good. Um, we talked a little bit about this shift from, from phone calls to message, right? And this is something that there's a window of opportunity right now for all of us that if we can really give our clients the opportunity to engage in this way before the other 90%, 95% of the contractors have it figured out, we can, we can own the day in our market because we're giving them a solve for one of the biggest frustrations they have, which is they don't want to be inconvenienced. They just want it to be done and they want to communicate in a way that's comfortable for them. So if we're communicating with them and giving them the option to communicate via SMS text, via the website, via their scheduling process, via the, what happens after dispatch, we can stand out from the competition. And the other thing that I really think is happening in 2020 is you have to have more of an all-encompassing strategy. You can't just do LSA, you can't just do SEO, you can't just do pay-per-click. You want a comprehensive strategy that really places you um, online. So all of you said yes, you know what local service ads are, you know kind of what it's about, so I'm not gonna spend a ton of time um, the next thing I want to hear is, I'm on it. So if you're already running local service ads, just post in comments, I'm on it. That way you know, okay, I'm already running it, and you've got it dialed in. Okay, several of you on, great. So this is what it is, right? It's, it's what shows up when we type in AC company, HVAC company. JW's not, Debbie's not. Um, several of us apparently not. So if you're not on here, I would 100% advise you to get in local service ads, right? Because it's changed the way that the SERPs work, right? It's showing up above the, the pay-per-click ads, it's showing above the text ads, um, and you only pay on a per lead basis. And what's interesting right now is that that cost per lead from your local service ads, this area above the fold, is actually lower than what we're finding the average cost per lead via pay-per-click. So your lead quality is good, your cost per lead is affordable, um, it's taking real estate, which means it's pulling away from what you can't even spend in pay-per-click if you wanted to. You don't want to be left out, right? You don't want to be missing the lead flow and the opportunities that come in from this. So I'll just snapshot how it works you have to fill out an application process. Google runs some background checks on you and your employees. Um, they look. They have to look at your license. The backgrounds are done through Pinkerton. Um, it, it's a little bit of a process, right? So you want to start this process sooner than later. 
Um, because again, once you are approved, you get the Google Guarantee badge, um, you can start getting very good, low quality, high quality leads at a low cost. Um, if you work with us and you happen to be a client, this is something we can and will absolutely help you set up and run. Um, if you need help with it, reach out to us, let us know. Um, you know it's intended to be a self-service package. Right? It's intended to be Google wants you to buy it directly from Google, get your backgrounds done correctly directly through Google. Um, but there's always nuance, there's always little challenges that come up. And so having somebody that knows exactly how to guide you through the process can be extremely helpful. The feedback from our clients that are on here is it's lower cost per lead than pay-per-click, much higher quality than like Home Advisor. And this is the apprehension I hear from a lot of the contractors that are looking at local service ads. They're like, oh, I've done pay-per-lead before. I did Home Advisor. I did eLocal Plumber. I did Networks. And the leads sucked, and I, I hate it. The fact is the quality lead you get from local service ads or from Google Home Services is much better because it's not going to 10 contractors, it's going to you directly. It's a phone call lead and it's on Google, which is the, the network that most people wanna buy from. Um, you're, you're obviously gonna get some price shoppers, just like anywhere else. Um, but I would say 95% of our clients that use it have had a very solid return on investment. So, I mean, this is something that's working kind of unilaterally across the industry. Um, more and more of Google's effort is going towards local services. So get yourself background checked, get yourself added. Um, and I would say, you know, max, max your budget out in there, right? If, if you've got $10,000 to spend in your online marketing, and let's just say right now it's carved out, you know, three grand to SEO, and then you've got another seven grand to put into to paid search of some sort, I would say open up the, the, the mouth on your local service ads as wide as possible because your cost per lead there is lower, you can actually get more leads for the same investment. So, you know, sometimes you can't spend the full volume. Sometimes there's other contractors that have beat you out in the rankings even though you're trying to spend and you can't do it. But when and if you can, I would, I would use almost all of the budget to, to really make sure that you're, you're maximizing your, your local service ad potential. So just some things you know, to do next on this. You, know, you could go and sign up directly at ads.google.localservice, sign up, you know, whatever. If you just type in Google local service ad sign up, it'll, it'll take you to a link. Um, get your background checks done. Be sure that you're tracking and measuring. Right? You have to make sure that you're tracking and measuring um, the ROI because the game could change. Google could shift this from $35 a lead to some exorbitant amount. They could shift it to, let's do a, a bidding auction like we do with pay-per-click and say, the biggest contractor that wants to spend the most per lead is gonna get the lead, right? It gotta be gauging, this game could change at any point in the future. One tip, one hidden strategy that most people don't know about is that really the key to ranking in that top three pack is how well you pass data back to Google. Um, so there's a dashboard in Google local service ads that you can log into and it shows you all the leads that have come in. What Google wants you to do is log into that platform and tell them this lead booked, this lead was a dead lead, this lead um, didn't happen, right? And the contractors that have the most reviews 
and the ones that are braving their jobs are going to remain in the three you know rotation more than everybody else so if you're in there you know pay back attention to what i'm saying here make sure that somebody on your team is logging into the google local service ads dashboard and rating those calls and giving google the data that they need to know which leads converted and which leads didn't is that helpful it's helpful to kind of get a, a briefer on local service ads how it works how to kind of make sure that you're optimizing and getting yourself as ranked as well as possible okay good <clears throat> Lori says yes um, I do have a report for you it's called local service ads everything you need to know um, you can download that at flowerseo.net slash local services um, it's in your workbook um, I'm gonna send a follow-up to you guys at the end anyways so don't feel like you need to jump off and go to this right now but just know that that's a, a resource uh, for you so in, in wrapping up today's session we're coming close to the to the 90 minute mark um, I want to make sure that you've got a clear plan for 2020 and so in our workbook we've got this document that outlines your your online dominance method which is you know in sequential order right there's a there's an order at which you should roll this stuff out right good website optimized for search engines you still need to have a great SEO strategy which means your websites ranking in the organic terms you know a lot of times you know when I go through these these conversations people look at it they're like well Josh you talked about pay-per-click you talked about local service ads I guess SEO doesn't matter anymore because the you know the the, the results are so down far down the page and the reality is yes that has happened but your your customer still knows the difference between the pay list areas and the organic areas and your customer for the most part I'm sure you do the same if you think about it scrolls right past the ads down to the organic listings right and if I look at our entire pool of clients and I look at you know, how much are they spending how many leads are they getting if we were to take the SEO out of the equation like if we they weren't ranking on maps and they didn't rank organically something like 60 to 70 percent of their leads would disappear so you have to have a strong foundation still the highest quality lead you can get the lowest cost lead you can get is the lead that you get because you're ranked organically in the non-paid listings so having a good website that's built to convert that's got pages for each of your services pages for each of the cities has good links has good citations has a great reputation strategy to drive online reviews still has to be the bedrock of your strategy that's why it's it's listed as number one um, and then from there you want to do paid advertising right that's your Google local service ads that's your, your Google AdWords that's your Bing search you want to make sure that once the foundation is strong and you're ranking organically you've got a knob that you can turn up which is your paid search campaign right so you can say look my trucks are idle we need more leads or hey look we're overloaded right now let's ratchet that part back and make sure we're just tapping into the existing service so that's that's tab number two from there we should all be doing some type of retargeting which is just when somebody gets to your website as good as it converts as great as the conversion elements are usually 80% of your visitors leave without calling in they leave without chatting they leave without submitting a form which means they're in your service area they were looking for your services but for whatever reason they got busy they got tied up they weren't ready to pull the trigger but they still have a need and so what retargeting does is it gives us the ability to serve banner ads strategically to those people that have gotten to the website 
over the next 90 days. So they, they will see you, and you guys have experienced this if you've ever been to plumberseo.net, you start to see me on Facebook and you start to see me in various places across the internet because I'm running retargeting and you need to be doing the same within your plumbing HVAC or home service company. When somebody leaves your site, we want to remain top of mind with them while they're still in that buying phase. And the beauty of retargeting is it's very low cost and high impact. So number three, if you're doing SEO and pay-per-click, you need to put a little bit of money at least towards, um, towards some type of retargeting budget to remain top of mind with those unconverted buyers. Number four is you want to make sure that you're, um, you're, you're tapping into the paid online directory. So there's certain directories that are still very authoritative that come up in, in Google search. So that's Yelp, Angie's List, House, um, uh, next door, right? There's there's a a play to be had to not just be on their free listing, but to actually advertise in certain markets. You have to check, you have to measure. But you know, if you want to dominate, you want to show up in all the places your customers are looking. You don't want to leave that off the table. You want to make sure you're paying attention to repeat and referral business, which is email marketing to your customer base keeping a list of your customers and emailing them at least once a month to remain top of mind, as well as um, social media. So being active on Facebook and Twitter and getting them there to like you, to subscribe to you, to follow you, so that as you post, they see you again and again, and they're more likely to remember you and use you again in the future. So that's bubble number five. Um, number six is your, your paper lead services, like Home Advisor and eLocal Plumber. I have that all the way down, practically at the end, because they're the lowest quality lead, um, and so you don't want to have your, your lifeblood be based on paper lead services. Uh, but if you're slow, it's, it's a good little knob to have, right? It's good to say, oh, you know what? I'm running pay-per-click, I'm running local service ads, I've got my retargeting firing, but our trucks are still you know, not at full capacity, so let's go buy some local service ads. Let's go buy some Google Home, Advi uh, some home Advisor leads, just so we can get the volume up. And the beauty of it is if you've got marketing automation in place, you can actually convert like the home advisor leads that are going to five different guys because a lot of them are waiting for the thing to come in, hoping they're free, and then trying to, to call out. Where if you've got marketing automation, every one of your leads is getting a text message, a phone call, and being touched. So they're going to feel like you're the proactive contractor that they should be hiring, that they should be doing business with. Uh, number seven, we got our, our Facebook advertising, our YouTube advertising, actually choosing our ideal customer demographic, putting a budget to run ads and special incentives to them. Um, and then number eight is like, let's not forget about old school, you know, direct mail, right? Put our, let's put our hands around our existing customer base. Let's send them a thank you card after the service call. Let's send them a newsletter in the mail quarterly. Let's give them some type of incentive to refer us to their friends and family. I find that if you're doing even five or six of these eight strategies in your overall internet marketing strategy and your in your marketing strategy, um, you're going to have no problem hitting your lead goals, and you're going to have no problem accelerating the growth of your of your company. So you've got this in your in your workbook. Um, you know, kind of figure out what you should be doing next. It's going to be based on your goals, right? It's going to be based on I I, I know I want to do two million. I know I need 397 leads per month, and I've, I, I know I've got this amount of budget that I can earmark towards my marketing strategy. Um, 
what's the best way to get there, right? And if you, and if you need help with that, really figuring out the right way to carve this up, that's what we're here for. Like, that's what we do. We help you build a plan. We help you figure out what the best sources are. And we help you execute the strategies to, to make that happen for you in the, in the real world. So um, we could go much deeper. But where I want to leave it today is there's a workbook. Uh, there's a worksheet at the end of your workbook that is the, this checklist. And if you, after today's session, you spend a little bit of time and you go through this workbook, uh, this worksheet, say, so, okay, what do, I need, what, do, what do I have going right and what am I missing? You know, do I have that personality on the website? Am I building links and citations? Do I have somebody handling the Google AdWords in a way that's really effective? What you're going to wind up finding is, is the gaps and the low-hanging fruits. So I want you guys all to do this as homework, like go through this checklist. And I also want you to remember in this worksheet, there's lots of other tabs. Remember, I built this for a basically a full day workshop. In today's session, I kind of condensed it down into about an hour and a half. I think we covered a lot of ground. I think there, were, there was lots of value. But you know, there's lots of things that we couldn't get into. Um, and I'll be doing sessions throughout the course of the year, kind of going in depth on certain areas. But this budget allocations tab is extremely powerful. And I just want to tell you what it is so that you know in your worksheet, that one that we built that helps you figure out how many leads you need to generate to hit your target. If you click on the budget allocations tab, let's just say your, your budget or your annual projected revenue is 1.2 million and you're, you're looking to grow, so you're going to put 15% or 10% of your budget back to marketing. So that's, that's a number you have to decide. Um, you know, 8% is kind of a typical, 15% is aggressive, and you need to spend at least 3% of your overall in income as a company just to remain static, to stay ahead of um, attrition. So let's just say 1.2 million, and we want to do 10% of our budget back to marketing. That may, would mean we have $120,000 to spend in marketing overall, um, which means we've got $10,000 a month that we can play with in marketing. Um, and then you want to figure out your, your allocations. How much you're going to put to online, how much you're going to put to offline, how much you're going to put to repeat and referral business. These are the three buckets of advertising. You don't want to leave any of these out. The mistake I see, and we're an internet marketing company, is sometimes people feel like they need 100% on online advertising. And I'm all for online advertising, but you would be, um, you'd be missing opportunity if you didn't take some of your budget and diversify it to offline. So that's your billboard ads, that's your print ads, that's your um, direct mail type stuff. You need to have some of that in play. And more importantly, have some portion of your budget that's going back to marketing to the existing customer base. Your lowest cost customer, your lowest cost return on investment is going to be going back to your existing customers via direct mail, via email, via text messages, via nurture campaigns, helping them remember who you are, helping them remember what you do, and helping them remember to use you again and again and again and again. And if you don't have at least 5% of your budget allocated back to marketing to your existing customer base, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. So hopefully this helps you kind of figure out, all right, if this is my, my annual revenue target and I'm going to be aggressive with 10% and I, I do these allocations, 70%, 20%, 10, you can see You'd have seven grand for pay-per-click. You'd have two grand for offline, and you'd have a thousand bucks for marketing. 
Imagine what you could do with $1,000 to market back to your existing customer base. Um, and then you can drill down and get really, really creative with this. And it's like, okay, I'm going to put 35% to SEO. I'm going to put 55% to, to pay-per-click and Google local service ads. I'm going to do 5% to display, which is really kind of like our retargeting and our banner ad budget. Um, this will help you flesh out a really clean strategy. So you have a budget for your marketing, you've got goals, and you've got KPIs. How many leads do we need to get? And what do we need the mix to look like in order to bring this into reality? So that's a wrap. We, we did cover a lot of ground on today's session. Give me some type of feedback. Was this helpful? Did you get value from today's session? Would love to hear from you. Um, you know, here's what we covered, right? We set the goals in the, and we set the targets. We talked about the three fundamentals, market message media. We talked about how to optimize the website for conversion in 2020, like the things you need to have in there, thinking about your customer experience. Um, we looked at the big picture, like all those things, SEO, pay-per-click, social media, email, marketing. Um, we looked at the latest trends and the changes, and we developed that custom plan, which is that checklist that will help you get really clear on what you need to do next. So it was an honor to share this with you guys. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, if you'd like to talk with us about having us do this for you, we'd love the opportunity. If not, I understand completely. You know, it's my honor to serve you and kind of share this information. But if you'd like some additional help, um, definitely post in chat. Hey, Josh, we'd like to talk. To download the resources I mentioned, the keyword list, the visual of the online dominance blueprint, uh, the checklist, uh, you can go to plumberseo.net slash reward. Christian, if you don't mind, pop that into chat. And uh, we'd love to talk, right? You can either call us at 866-610-4647. You can go to plumberseo.net slash schedule. Um, Christian, if you don't mind, pop that into chat. So to go to schedule a time, really, you can just go to plumberseo.net slash schedule. Pick a time in your calendar that works. And it will be a no, no obligation, no cost. Uh, we'll look at your website. We'll look at your online rankings. We'll look at your paid search strategy. Uh, we'll, we'll look at the budget and the plan. And we'll have to say, look, if this is the goal, this is what we recommend, and this is where we feel like there's some deficiency in what you have in place, um, if it's great, we'll tell you that too. But if there's room for improvement, we'll show you how we can help. And we'll show you kind of what it would look like to have our team manage this process for you. If you have any questions, feel free to let me know. Um, again, we're, we're on a mission to triple the sales of 1,000 plumbing and HVAC and electrical companies. Um, we'd love to, to hear your story, to hear about your success, um, and um, appreciate your time, appreciate your attention, and let's make 2020 an amazing, amazing year. So that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for your time. Uh, I'm going to hang out just for another minute or two in case you have questions. Uh, otherwise, we are... We're done with the core session. Um, Chris, thank you for your feedback. I appreciate it. Drania, thank you. Alan says, excellent webinar. Very challenging. Thank you. Where says, amazing information. Can't wait to see the big picture. Now I was just fighting fires. Uh, Ron says, thank you very much. Bruce says, whatever you're paid, it's not enough. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Chris, very good information. JW, very good info, very helpful, great job. Uh, excellent. 
All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for your time. Have a great afternoon. Um, if you're watching this after the fact, feel free to give us a call, 866-610-4647. Uh, or go to plumberseo.net slash schedule, and uh, we'll look forward to talking with you soon. All right, guys.